and welcome to Online Church. How are you today? And how are you today? I'm fine, Josh. How are you? Leonie, I am wonderful. And we hope you are at home too. Yes. Happy Sunday or whatever day of the week you are watching and whatever time it is. Because don't forget, you can always watch back on our website. Yeah. Just Google it. Hey, Josh, I've been having a thought recently. Go on. Okay, so I'm really thinking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit helps us because basically without the Holy Spirit down here on earth, it would be pretty grim, wouldn't it? Do you agree? I do agree. We need him. We need him as our helper, our yeah. comforter, our friend. He, the Bible says he comes alongside us. Yeah. How much of an encouragement and a comfort to know is that? We need, we need the Holy Spirit. And I like to just say Holy Spirit because Holy mm. Spirit is God. And so when we think of the Holy Spirit as God, he comes to help us. And so I was just reading this scripture, it's Romans 8, and it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray. Like we all have those moments, don't we, where we don't know, oh, we come before the Lord and we think, oh, what's the need? Mm -hmm. You know, and then the Holy Spirit helps us be reminded what to pray for. That's just so awesome. So we're relying on and partnering with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Good. Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father knows all hearts and he knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So, so good. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So I just want to encourage you, you know, keep praying. Keep inviting the Holy Spirit to help you on your journey of prayer and discovery. And let that Holy Spirit fire touch your prayers. And remember that God knows your heart. And so even the things that you don't always know to vocalise, he knows you good. internally. I think sometimes in our own human weakness, in our, you know, in our mere humanness, yes. we don't know how to pray or what yeah. to pray. But God, you always say it. Yeah. He sees everything. He knows everything. His ways are higher than our yes. ways and thoughts are far beyond anything yes. we can think. Yeah. And he prays for us. He does. Um, and just one last thing, you know, I, as you were talking, and then I was reminded of the ancient Aramaic prayer. It's one of the most ancient prayers and it's very, very simple. And you might want to pray this with us today. It goes like this. It's very simple. It's just one word and it goes Maranatha. It's Aramaic and it's Maranatha. Maranatha. And it means, it just simply means, come Lord Jesus. Mm. So when you don't know what to pray, whatever circumstance, whatever you're going through right now, and maybe, you know, you're battling and you don't know what to pray and you're yeah. saying, God, I just don't know, you know, what to do, what to say. Just pray. Maranatha. Maranatha. Come Lord yeah, Jesus. That's so good. Let's get into a time of worship this morning and maybe that's a prayer that you want to pray from the depths of yes. your soul today. Maranatha. Amen. You are here. You are here. 
Okay, that was great, wasn't it? Just time to refocus and reset and, and focus our eyes on God in worship. And now we're off to listen to what Wayne and Claire have got to say in the Word of God today. Hi everybody, it's great to be able to talk and share the word. I've got Claire with me, my most beautiful wife. <laughs> and it's great that we hope to share the word together with you. Hi everybody and welcome. Yes, we are going to pick up, Wayne, where we left off last week. We are. We're in the same story, aren't we? We're in John 11, mm. where we have the story where Lazarus is raised from the dead. Well, let's backtrack a little bit, Claire. You're diving right into where he's raised. Let's go back a couple of days. <laughs> First of all, Lazarus gets sick, mm -hmm. and Mary and Martha send off for Jesus. It's basically like a prayer, isn't it? Jesus, would you come and help us? Our brother's sick. And then Jesus dilly-dallies. Well, he gets, he, gets, he gets delayed. Let's put it that way. Is that right? Yes. He gets delayed a couple of days. And finally, when he gets there, uh, Lazarus has died. Mm. Then once he sees Mary and Martha, he goes to the tomb. And that's where the story is, isn't it? It is. And he says to her, you know, when he meets her at the tomb, he says, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. Mm. And how many times, Wayne, have we sent prayers to Jesus and he's been delayed? Mm. You and I have asked Jesus to do things for oh, us, haven't we? Yes. And it hasn't happened the way that we thought we would want it. I remember us believing for a house to be sold or paid for, or some sort of miraculous. We had a kind of a shopping list, didn't we? <laughs> we needed God to intervene and provide us a home. And it just seemed like there was no answer, was mm. there? It took years. It took years. It took over five years and one move. And in this process, it felt like the, some sort of answer came, but the situation grew from bad to worse. Mm. And when you look at the story of Mary, Martha and Lazarus, it's the same sort of situation. Here we have them going from bad one to situation to worse to mm. death. It didn't improve in any way. And when you look at their, their lives, when this family was in a mess. It was. And the persecution they were getting, the, the people watching on the outsides were looking in and said, wasn't this a Jesus that could heal people and open blind eyes and raise That's the right. dead? Well, why can't he even do it for his best friend? And, and as you know, our situation while we believe in God for our house and people looking and said, well, I thought you guys are pastors. I thought you should get all your answers just like <laughs> this. Everything must just work for you. And it, I got to ask some really tough questions. How long had uh, Lazarus been ill? We don't know how long he'd been ill. He could have been struggling with an illness for, and it's r ravaging his body. And they say, sending out to Jesus, come, please, come mm. and well, see. Well, SOSs, please, come and see Lazarus, you know, yeah. and stuff. And Jesus was delayed doing stuff. But it comes back to your question that you had. Was there a plan and a purpose? Mm. And maybe Jesus is actually showing us, what do we do mm. in a situation where we were expecting a quick result yeah. and it's taking uh, its time and things are going from bad to worse to death? Mm. What do we do in that situation? And it was really bad. I mean, mm. if you think about it, um, they had gone through the illness. They had gone through the death. And in their tradition, it was you bury the same day when somebody dies. 
then mm. the mourners are in already and it's four days. Yeah. And also a tradition thing that they used to believe in is that the soul of a person would hover over the body for three days between the the death and going into the afterlife. Mm. So when we reach four days, Lazarus is dead, dead. <laughs> dead, dead. There's no chance of coming back. But now, listen, maybe that was one of the reasons why Jesus actually delayed a while. If he was going to raise him from the dead and it happened like 12 hours later, they might say, oh, he didn't really die. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when God raises up a miracle in our lives, it needs to be dead, dead. dead. And you know, he will get the glory for it. That's I think, right. I think that is horrendous. It's like the most radical thing. Jesus missed the funeral. Come on, he, this is your best friend, and he misses the funeral. How would I feel? But but hang on a minute. Mary was the lady who sat at Jesus' feet listening. Mm -hmm. And her attitude, you you know what? I sat and listened to your teaching. And when I need you, where were you? Yeah. Uh, hang on a minute. This is the same lady who took her life savings, mm -hmm. okay? And she bought the most expensive oil and perfume and washed Jesus' feet and loved him. Her attitude could be, do you know how much I've given into your ministry? And when I needed you to come through for me, and at least you could have done was come to the funeral, <laughs> you know? And so offense could have come in so much more, so quickly. I have been giving first fruits, and I'm a tither, and I'm a giver. How dare he? And so our prayers that actually are like trying to twist God's arm, or maybe, I mean, I pray and I fast. Therefore, he has to. Yeah, but you know, Right from the beginning of the story, it's said a couple of times that Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus loved Mary and Martha. But he was crying. Even when Jesus got to the tomb, he burst into tears crying. He did show emotion. So him not coming, Wayne, mm. was not to be interpreted as a lack of love towards them. Right. And this is the challenge that we face, I think, is, you know, we have these, I don't know if you've read the book, and I'm sure you have. <laughs> the five love languages. And so you get them, there's acts of service, there's gifts, there's affirmation, time, time and you get all these gifts. Mm. But do we sometimes fall into the trap of saying, if Jesus doesn't come through In the act language. of service mm. and the gift, that equals he does not love me. That's right. And we have to really be careful because sometimes his agenda shouldn't be interpreted as a lack of love. Hmm. See, I think, Claire, that God's love language is one of trust. Hmm. Will you trust so me? So can we put number six into the love languages? <laughs> I think we need to rewrite the book. <laughs> Add an extra chapter to the end. I love the first five. They're great. But becomes a, you see, God actually has our best at heart. Hmm. And right now, I can't see it. I'm going through a death. I'm going through a bereavement. I'm going through something and I can't. My head is foggy. I can't see the, the wood for the trees, as they say. But God says, will you trust me? And why won't the glory show up now? Why won't he work according to my agenda? Mm. Well, the love language that he requires from us, Wayne, is trust. That's right. You know, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul. He also went through some radically bad uh, circumstances and situations, didn't he? He relates a story of when he was in Asia. And should we have a look at a scripture? 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8 and 9. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. We thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. 
But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. Raises the dead? Mm. Paul knew something here that we need to know as well. His trust, trust was in God, in Jesus. Reliance on him because he can raise the dead. Mm. Oh, that challenges my paradigm. That's my thinking. Well, can Jesus raise the dead in my life? So last week we talked about a partnership, Mm. Wayne, how we had to move the stone we had to put off stuff and mm. put on stuff. And we're going back to the story again today. And Jesus is going to show us something else that we can partnership mm. with him, with Christ in this trust relationship to see that these dead things or dormant things or dreams that have died can live again. Well, let's go and have a look. How did Jesus do this? Mm. What was the mechanism that he used? Now, guys, we love, I love a good three-step process. I really do. So we're going to give you three steps, but it's not a process. Some insights that we might have picked up. Let's go back to the story in John chapter 11, shall Mm. we? Let's go see how he does it. John 11, 41 and 42 says, And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Did you notice, Wayne, how Jesus said to them, he said, uh, where have you put Lazarus? We're going to go back to the place where that dead thing was being laid, where Lazarus was laid, where your dead thing is. Hmm. I don't know what your dead thing is. I don't know what every one of us has a Lazarus. We all have a prayer that hasn't been answered. And he's Hmm. saying, Let's go back there. And then he starts to say something. The first little statement that he says is Jesus, he, he first he lifts up his eyes and he says, Father, I thank you. The solution that Jesus had to this problem was to pray. To pray. So last week we had to partner with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We had to move that stone. We had to do something. We had to put off and put on. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus is saying, pray. Pray. So let's have a look at that. The first thing I saw there when you read that was he looked up. He looked up, yes. And this this prayer that he started, he looks up and he says, Father, this prayer is built out of relationship. It's oh, yes. in communion mm. with the Father. Well, I, when I go to pray, am I only going to pray because I'm in an emergency situation? Or am mm. I praying out of relationship with my Father? If I only run to him when I have a need, it's Mm. it's no good. We have to have a relationship with Jesus. And it proves that Jesus had a relationship with his father. The way he looked up, he knew Mm. who's the source. He looked to to his father initially. And then to say thank you for something that's not even happened yet. Well, you have heard me. He was so convinced that the father has heard him. When we pray, are we convinced that the Father hears us. Mm. Or do we, well, he might not have heard that one. I better pray again. I better pray louder. I better pray longer. Mm. Well, he said he thanked him because I think he'd already had this relationship yes. with him. And he said, you know what? I have been in situations before where I know you came through for me and you'll come mm. through again. Mm. Mm. And even Martha, when she didn't know Jesus was going to ever come back, she was still expectant for him to come rushing back and she ran out to meet him her source 
with Jesus? Mm. Is our source in our prayer time in relationship? It, it, you need to be in communion with him, not mm. just a one once in a while. It's everyday communion with the Father. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to diss Mary in any way, and I'm not trying to uh, make out one better than the other. But Mary is in a community mm. of mourners. Um, in fact, when she goes towards the, the grave, they all start following her and thinking, I, I get the impression they were almost worried, was she going to hurt herself? Mm. Was, was she in such a bad way? Martha, on the other hand, was looking mm. for Jesus. So she, oh, there's Jesus. Mm. And something really interesting that uh, the Bible says there in John 11, it says that Martha went after she had spoken with Jesus and she went and fetched Mary mm. and said, come, Jesus wants to speak with you. Yes. There was a relationship that Jesus wanted with Martha and with Mary. Mm. And although it is good to be in community with people, and Claire, you know, when we go through bereavement, when we're going through a hard time, our love languages mm -hmm. in the natural want to be stroked, some of us, mm. and, and like, oh, are you okay? You want people to show you love and empathy. A and it's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But Martha knew something more. Mm. It's one thing just loving on a person, say, are you okay? Can I get you a meal? Mm. Uh, and so they start to text you and they, and they start to depend on you. And in a way, it actually makes you feel quite special mm. that this person loves me and I, they need my help and I, I'm the provider for them. Mm. But Martha knew something. Only Jesus could bring life. Yes. So she actually took Mary and said, come with me. To Jesus. If you're a connect group leader, a small group leader, when people in your group start to share problems, are we going to be the people that, yes, we love you, and can I help you? Can I make a meal? But would you like to come with me and meet Jesus? And this is the partnership part of it. Is, see, a community is great. And we encourage right. people to be in community, don't we, and to love on each other. But make sure you're with a faith-building community. It's important that you don't get sort of into this place where you're just sharing your need, but not no really praying to anymore. Yes. So we're just discussing it and commiserating. Where it's partnership is it's you and me praying to our source. Correct. Sometimes it's so easy on social media just to put praying hands. Mm. And we're not actually praying. But what we need to do is pray and say, join with me. I'm reminded of Paul, the apostle in jail. He says, because of your prayers and I'm praying for you, you praying for me, there is a supply box available yes, because right. of that. Okay, I'm reminded of the story. It's not a story. This is fact. It really, really happens. You're not going to believe me, but it does. In South Africa, uh, especially in the rural areas, the electricity that is supplied to the homes comes on overhead lines, overhead poles. So these are wooden pole long going down the street, lots of wooden poles, and the lines, the electricity lines, cables go on these poles. And then uh, what it does is it comes to the household and the lines come down to each individual house. And some of the people, they will actually steal <laughs> electricity. What they do is they take an extension cord, maybe a little bit longer than this, and they climb up at peril. They, a lot of them even get electrocuted and die. And a lot of people, they climb up the pole and they bear the wires uh, on the end like this, and they'll steal the wire, the electricity. So they can make the connections up there, and then they have an extension cord, literally like this, coming down the pole to their house. So they're getting free electricity. And they can put in an electric stove or a light or something like that. Um, in there. But what happens is the neighbor comes to them and says, 
Could, could I have some of that free electricity? So they take their extension cord and they put it into your extension cord. So they put it in. And then the next neighbor comes in and they put it in there. And so what happens is sometimes you can have four, five, six houses all feeding off one supply. Mm. Well, here's the problem. Now, I know you don't know electricity like I do, but you're going to overload yeah. the supply. And this cable is going to get hot and finally it's going to explode. Mm. You see, as leaders, as people, we can love on people. Yes, and it's good when they come and they connect with us and they tap into us and they join with us mm. but we shouldn't be their supply i've got news for you here's a revelation write this down you can't raise anybody from the dead mm. you can't meet their need only jesus mm. so what we're going to do is say hey pst, come with me let's plug in our supply into jesus yes. he is the master supply because if we keep on plugging into other people continuously they don't have that supply all to give to you and what will happen they will burn out yes so get drained and burn but that pipe. doesn't mean that mm. you can't pray together that's, that's important right. to do it together but you are hooking up to the main source Correct. not to each other so jesus wasn't being cruel when he said come let's go back to the graveside let's mm. go to the tomb yeah. and he wasn't being cruel when he starts to pray what he's saying mary Listen, we need to tap into the power of our Heavenly Father. And Paul says the same thing. Exactly the same. And let's yeah. read that scripture again, because there's so much in that small mm. passage that we're reading today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 says, In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves, and we learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And He did rescue us from mortal danger, and He'll rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in Him. See that confidence, Wayne? Mm. The, the source is the confidence is Jesus yeah, yeah. in Him. And He will continue to rescue us. And then verse 11, And you are helping us by praying for us. Prayer from other people is so important. It is. Community. Believers praying together. We mm. need community. I'm not dissing that. I, mm. I'm a champion for that. But our communities have to point to Jesus. Yes. Our confidence has to be in Him. In Him, and we have to have relationship with Him. So That's relationship right. is our first point. Yes. Jesus play, prayed out of a place of relationship. But also, Wayne, He prayed out of a place of confidence. Let's read John again. Jesus lifted up His eyes and said, Father, I thank You that You have heard me and will always hear me. Wow. He knew his father heard him. And, and always. always. <laughs> you know what? I'm a minister. And sometimes in the subconscious of our minds, I think, did Jesus hear that prayer? Do we, are we that confident? But why are we not that confident? Because he says in Galatians that we are sons and daughters of him. But that goes back to the first point. God. The first point, Jesus said, Father, it's mm. born a relationship. And if we now children of God as well, he's our father. So yes, he hears us. Settle it today. Yes. He hears us when we pray. The reason he hears us is because he died for us and he opened up a way we can go into that throne room. And he gave us authority. Mm. He's given us his very name to use as authority. He's given us all the promises in the Bible. And he said they are yes, yes and amen, aren't they? And he said that we are above principalities and powers. Come on. So why wouldn't he want to hear us? That's right. I love my favorite verse, I think, is 1 John chapter 5. Read this with us. And we are confident 
that he hears us. Confident that he hears us. Confident. It's amazing. Whenever we ask for anything that pleases him according to his will. And since we know that he hears us when we make our requests, he, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. He does hear us. He does hear us. And he's willing to supply us yeah. if we will put in our supply and hook into him. Mm. Confidence. That's brilliant. I love that. So Jesus prayed out of a place of relationship, communion with the Father. He prayed out of a place of confidence. Are we praying mm. out of relationship and are we praying out of confidence? Now we go into number three. John eleven forty five says, But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus was praying out of a place of conviction, Wayne. Mm. He wanted the people to know that he was going to do a miracle, a demonstration of power that was going to bring people to Christ. The, his motivation was not himself, mm. not to make himself great, not to supply his own need, but his motivation was to mm. make sure that they knew who the source of this power was. We see the same thing with Paul the Apostle in the story that we've been following through so far today. He also said that, doesn't he? He says these words in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8 through to 11. He picked, I'll pick out these words. He says, many will give thanks. Mm. Many will give thanks because of God's going to do that. And he carries on. Mm. Are we prepared to take that step of faith where you say, I'm about to pray a bold prayer, mm. take a risk prayer and pray this because many are going to hear. What's my motive is that the glory of God shines mm. in on the situation. You know, Claire, Jesus, he could have prayed a really subtle prayer quietly under his breath, but he didn't. He came out and said it. Mm. You know, sometimes when I pray, um, we, I will go to my quiet room and closet area and I'll pray and no one knows. No one knows. I'm praying for health. No one knows. So if God doesn't heal me, uh, if he did, I would testify, obviously. But if he doesn't, then I'll go to the doctors and I'll get medicine. If the doctors and the medicine doesn't work, then I'll just live with it. And then I'll come out with religious statements like, oh, you know, God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. That must be his will for my life, that I undergo mm -hmm. this and live like that. But you see, there was no conviction mm. in my prayer. Where Jesus did it the other way around, he took a step of risk mm. and he said, I'm praying, Lazarus is going to be healed and restored back from the dead to life. Mm. And so am I prepared to pay, pray a risk prayer and say, I believe people that God is going to heal me. So by his stripes, I mm. am healed. Now you just watch how my body reacts. It's going to come back to life. And are we prepared to pray faith mm. risk prayers? Mm. And or, it's very divisive, isn't it? Because it is. you see in the story how people, the, many of the Jews actually started to believe in Jesus because of that statement and what they saw. But then on the other hand, you had many of them plotting to kill Jesus. He made mm. an enemy with his prayers. You will have enemies and you will, because of your testimony, you will draw people to Christ. But it's important for us to play, pray from mm. a place of conviction. Mm. Claire, I've prayed some of these prayers. Sometimes I've had to wait four days. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've been four weeks. Sometimes four months. 40 years. <laughs> Could be. I'm reminded of Abraham. He waited 25 years. Mm -hmm. Noah, he, I think it was 120 years that he was working on a project and everyone's mocking him and, yes. and, and 
criticizing, I, I think of the three boys in the fiery furnace. What, a, my God will deliver us. Yes. And even if he doesn't, I still don't bow. Are we prepared to pray risk yes. prayers like that and just get on the case and make the devil mad? But sometimes we're praying this and it feels there's something missing. Mm. There is something, how do we give these prayers a little bit of oomph? Mm. Well, there might be someone watching today, and I'm sure there is. They're waiting a long time, yes. and they'll be saying, you know what, Wayne, I am in relationship with Jesus. I'm praying with confidence. I'm praying with conviction, mm. and I'm still looking at this tomb, and it's dead inside. Well, today, when is to go and just have a look at another verse that Jesus says to us in John 11, verse 25. He says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. See, Jesus wasn't just praying effective prayers that were like, oh, there's this process, mm -hmm. and there's, if you do this, 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 this. there mm -hmm. we go, there, that's it. He had powerful, effective prayers. Do you remember the TV series Survivor? Mm. And the first thing whenever they got into the Survivor camp was make fire. Yes. You can take your kindling, you can yes. take little pieces of wood, you can build the perfect structure. Oh, you can have all yeah. three points, communi communion with your father, confidence in God mm. and conviction, but there's still got to be that spot. With that verse mm. just says, there's life. We need the life of Jesus in there. There has to be that life component to our prayers as well. It does, because you can have all those building blocks, but you will not have hot water. No. You will have no heat no. and you will have no food. No. Well, they needed that flint to get the fire going, Definitely. didn't they? And this is what we are talking about today is adding the prayer of the Spirit, mm. the life of the Spirit. In my last sermon, I talked about how the plant came to life because of light. It's a thing, it's an element that you and I can't bring. Can't this bring is from Christ himself. This, mm. this praying in the Spirit mm. is something he gives to us. That's right. Claire, we've got to see this in Scripture as well. In the tabernacle is a great illustration, isn't there, mm. of how it brings life to our prayers. Yes, there's an illustration there in the Old Testament for us of what the temple worship looked like and First of all, they had a place where they used to put the sacrifice, an mm -hmm. altar for the sacrifice. They would put the lamb on there. But then they also had an altar of incense. Mm -hmm. And this is where the priest would do prayers morning and evening, and he would put incense mm -hmm. on there. Revelation actually tells us, the book of Revelation actually says that our prayers are incense coming mm -hmm. up as an aroma before God. That's Revelation chapter 5 and chapter 8. Yes. So the incense represents our prayers. Yes, and this what I'm talking about in the Old Testament, you find in Exodus. Exodus 30 and the priest would go in there and he would take the coals from the altar of sacrifice and then mm. he would put them onto the altar of incense and put the incense on and then the coals would make the incense burn and mm. that you the would aroma. get the aroma. Mm. But it's so interesting, isn't it, Wayne, that he had to take the coals from the fire of sacrifice. This is where the lamb was. Jesus was our sacrifice. He was on the altar of sacrifice. Mm. And the fire that we are left with from Jesus' death is the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, we need Him to fire our... He, we need His fire to oh, light cool. up our prayers. He says we need to be praying always in the Spirit, it says in mm. Ephesians, doesn't it? It does. So we can't pray powerfully 
and effectively without the Spirit. But I've sacrificed. I have given my first fruits, I give my tithe, I've sacrificed, I even prayed and fasted for 21 days. Therefore, that's got to ignite my prayers, surely. No, 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 because that's works-based. You see, you had to have a perfect lamb on the sacrifice. It had to be Jesus. It's not my works, that's the sacrifice. Listen to this, Jesus himself said, I have to die And when I die, I will send to you the Holy Spirit. We had to have the sacrifice in order for the coals to be lit so that our prayers can work. Oh man, this is fantastic. Jesus has died for us, full stop. That created the coals. In fact, even in Acts, when the Holy Spirit came down, they saw there was like tongues of fire on them. It's the fire that ignites the Holy Spirit. Oh, when I don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit begins to pray with me and for me and in me and through me. And I join in partnership with him. And I start to speak out and I say, this dead thing will live because of what the Holy Spirit is going to bring life to it. And everything we do is out of that place of sacrifice. We go right back to the beginning of this message. Without the coals, without the sacrifice of Jesus, I can't even have the communion with him. Without the coals and the sacrifice, I cannot have confidence because he is the one that made me righteous to come and talk to him. Without his sacrifice, I don't have any conviction to do anything in his will. It is all birthed out of his sacrifice. And you know, out of that sacrifice, he made me a priest that I can stand there with my prayers Mm. and his spirit, the Holy Spirit will ignite them. And in Romans, it talks about how his prayers, when we don't even know what to say, Wayne, Mm. It's the spirit that helps us to make those yes. prayers powerful and effective. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He was the one who died and sent us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is eternal. So my prayers are eternal mm. before him. You see, it doesn't matter that they weren't answered today no. or in four days, in four months, because I don't have a natural perspective. I put my trust in him and I say, Lord Jesus, I trust you. Mm. You're the perfect sacrifice. You made the perfect flame and the life. So, hey, what? I'm going to just relax and I'm going to put my trust in you. Oh, my goodness. When we have that kind of trust Mm. in him, we won't be waiting for long. No, we won't. And it's funny, isn't it? How Zacharias and Elizabeth, they waited who knows how long, Mm. four months, four years, 40 years. When he arrived inside the temple, Wayne, and he, as the priest, he was putting, Mm. it says, he was putting his incense on the altar. The angel of the Lord stood next to him and said, Zacharias, you're going to have a son. And he had John the Baptist and he was put in place because it was God's agenda to have him then. Not because he, not because he wanted to answer Zacharias's prayer because he wanted it 40 years ago. God had a plan for Mm. Zacharias and Elizabeth to have John as the forerunner to Jesus. It doesn't matter how long you've Mm. waited. It's your new love language is trust. Do you know what I just saw? It's not in your notes. (laughs) Do you know what? As he's talking there, Zachariah obviously prayed. Mm. And he puts his trust in God. And then he gets on and just serves the Lord. Mm. His confidence was in God. Mm. And so he just gets on and serves as a priest. Oh, well, we pray. Join in community. Point somebody and say, come with me. Let's pray.
pray together. When someone says, pray for me, say, well, let's pray together. What verse are you standing on? What scripture are we going to, let's join. The, the scriptures say that when we pray in the prayer of agreement, when we stand in agreement, the, our prayers are so powerful. So let's pray together. And then, do you know what you do? Get on and serve the Lord. Yes. And we let him do the worrying about it. Yes. And it will be in his timing. That's all going to happen. And it will be the perfect timing of Almighty God. Well, come on, let's empty some tombs, some get some dead things moving and put our confidence back in this one. Oh, I hope that you were able to engage with that word today. And I'm just going to end in prayer right now, if it seems fitting. So Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you speak to us. We are your children. We are your people. And my prayer today is that that word goes deep into the hearts of the people who heard it and that actually it starts to grow and then it starts to come into an action and it actually starts to make form, take form in our lives. Amen. Thank you so much for your word, Lord. Thank you for your love. Um, and we just ask this in all of your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go and enjoy your Sunday afternoon, whatever you're up to today. Yeah. Have a great one. Bye. Bless you guys. Thank you.